over three years ago, I had the you know opportunity to visit a pregnancy care center for the first time. This is well before Seven Weeks Coffee, and uh, I was just so moved by what they do. It's amazing. They are truly the hands and feet of the pro-life movement. They're saving lives in their communities, but there's a common thread. They are underfunded and they're understaffed. And so for me, when I when I had the idea for Seven Weeks Coffee, it's like, you know, what's the most worthy organization of our support? And immediately it was pregnancy care centers. They, I cannot think of a more worthy organization to support financially, to really try to help them because every dollar they they get, it goes directly to saving lives. So I can't think of a better organization to support. So um, we want to advocate for them. We want to talk about them. We want to bring awareness to them. You know, obviously you can support them through drinking coffee, but we say get involved with your local center and your community. They, they are the hands and feet of this. And um, yeah, they are, they are well deserving of everything we can give them. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. <laughs> Anton, you're the founder of Seven Weeks Coffee, which has raised over $120,000 for pregnancy centers across the nation. This is unbelievable. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? So, yeah, so I'm from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, originally. So big uh, Cleveland sports fan, went to uh, high school, went to Cleveland State for college. So that's where I'm from originally. Um, was blessed to have a uh, great family, parents. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm from. It's my old stomping grounds. Uh, now I live down in the D.C. area. Come on. Uh, I, I'm an Indians fan since early childhood. Really upset they changed the name of the Guardians. I know. So. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, now, I was reading through your website there. and You mentioned Billy Graham on your website. Mm -hmm. And man, that guy, he had such an impact on this world there. Who was it that had the most influence on you when you were growing up? You know, I, there was a lot of people, so I can't pin it to one person, but just, you know, obviously your parents have a huge influence on you. And luckily I've, I'm very thankful for my parents and the church we got to grow up in. So that had a big influence upon me, but, uh, Billy Graham, I've always looked up to like idols in the faith or heroes of the faith rather. So like Billy Graham, um, William Wilberforce, you know, people like that, you know, Chuck Colson, I've, I've always been very interested in like kind of these stoic, um, you know, leaders of Christian faith. So someone like Billy Graham has definitely had influence on me is it's, you know, his kind of theme of creating, uh, believers creating businesses within the the marketplace where people shop and trade is is important. Like believers can't just be stuck inside a church. We need to be everywhere. So, um, yeah, I'd say there's been a lot of influence. Yeah, uh, Billy Graham, man, it's such an amazing man, and and I, yeah, it's so good to get your faith out into the business world, man. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm a, a big fan of John Maxwell. I'm a John Maxwell certified coach, and what he's been able to do is take his faith, you know, and put it in so many books, man, and just impacting lives outside of the church. Just huge, man. Now, when you initially you moved to D.C. to get involved into politics, what was the drive for you to get into the politics space at all? Yeah, I've I've always been passionate about um, I, I really think the core social issues and the Christian issues involved in the political sphere, because those are so important um, to me personally. Um, I think that was the driving force. I ended up moving down here for an internship almost four years ago just to get involved, to get started. Um, obviously, politics can be very divisive on both sides, but some good can be done and when you do elect good people, um, you know, good laws and um, morals can be, you know, shared and expressed. And 
we saw that just a few days ago with the overturning of Roe v. Wade because, you know, people got elected. We were able to, you know, appoint Supreme Court justices that were then able to overturn one of the you know most horrendous Supreme Court rulings in United States history. So uh, people matter. And that's why I wanted to get involved. Yeah. Oh, it's so true, man. And, and I think you ended up even working with uh, Turning Point USA, right? Yeah, we did. So I worked in political fundraising. We got to fundraise for a lot of amazing organizations. One was Turning Point. And uh, yeah, so got to get involved in all of that. And it's great just to be about and be around these incredible organizations that are trying to fight for moral clarity, uh, social clarity, and, and really truth um, in our political process. So cool. I've actually exchanged emails with Charlie Kirk before to have him on the show as well. Did you Did you get a chance to meet Charlie? I've met him before. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a really cool guy. He's, he's very well-spoken. Even when you meet him in person, he's, uh, he's always on point and he's very well, well-spoken. And I, I look up to him as someone who's definitely led a younger generation to get more involved and active in the political process. Yeah, man. So good there. And now you founded seven weeks coffee. I think it was mm-hmm. in 2021. And like I said, you've, you've been able to donate over $120,000 to pregnancy centers across. Yeah. this. I love your mission, man. And, and what you do. But mm-hmm. for those who don't know, like, what is Seven Weeks Coffee? What is it? What's your mission? Yeah, so it really started with a simple idea. What if we could sell coffee and raise money for our local pregnancy care center by donating 10% of every sale? So kind of like leading with your tide, allowing consumers to know exactly how much we're giving back. So not hiding around, you know, vague language, but no, a very transparent way how much we're giving back. And it was really just a heart to raise money for centers. They are such worthy organizations. They are literally saving lives in communities across America. They are the hands and feet of the pro-life movement. So we thought it'd be cool to provide, you know, world-class coffee and allow consumers to purchase that and really make an impact in saving lives. It's huge, man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know that I live in Idaho. We're very conservative out here. That's that's obviously a, you know a good thing. There's, um, I think, I think it's on your website. Open Arms is a is a. Um, yeah, I think that's the name of them. Uh, a charity out there that you have donated. They have a local office mm-hmm. that I've seen out here as well. Um, have we seen since they kind of removed that Roe versus Wade? Have we seen abortions go down or up, or, or what's that looking like now? Yeah, so abortions are down because of Roe v. Wade, which is an amazing victory. Um, over, I think, twenty legislators were able, twenty legislative bodies have been able to pass pro-life initiatives. So a lot of states have started to enact pro-life laws, and because of Roe v. Wade, we're able to see that a lot of heartbeat bills have been passed. Um, so yeah, praise God, lives are being saved simply because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. However, there's still a lot of states that have abortion access up until birth, and it's you know nothing has changed for those states. So there's still a lot of work to be done. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, and, and I don't even know if I had known the, the statistic that, you know, I mean, I, I believe that, you know, birth starts at conception there, but like, mm-hmm. you know, for you, like seven weeks, that's when the, the heartbeat first can be heard. Is that is that correct? Yeah. So the the name of seven weeks coffees yeah. comes around that at seven weeks, a baby is the size of a coffee being at the same time a heartbeat's detectable in the ultrasound. And so since our mission is to donate to pregnancy care centers, one of their largest things that they provide is ultrasound services. So that's how we get the name seven weeks coffee. So we donate 10% of every sale to pregnancy care centers, and they support a lot of ultrasound services that really do help save lives. It really shows the obvious, you know, the truth of the humanity of the baby in the womb. And it gives mothers a chance to just understand that there's life there. It's not just a clump of cells. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. So awesome, dude. And the, the fact that you tied in with coffee, I'm a big coffee drinker. Oh, awesome. Uh, I worked at Starbucks when I was in my early twenties, didn't drink any coffee until then. And then my now wife was a customer that came into the store who does not drink coffee and invited me to a church event. And a month later we we're dating and now we've been married for 18 years. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> a fun, fun coffee story for sure there. But like, you know, with your coffee, like 
what makes your coffee different than other coffees out there? I know that you were working with a lot of great, um, mm -hmm. like where you get your coffee from and, and things like that. I was reading through your website. Well, what makes your coffee, the seven weeks coffee stand out? Yeah, it kind of starts with how we define success. You know, it's excellence in mission, which is the idea to support life in pro-life pregnancy care centers, but excellence in product to provide a product that is truly, you know, better than what's out there, better than Starbucks, better than Dunkin' Donuts. It's world-class coffee. So one of our favorite reviews is to get, I bought your coffee because I love the cause, but I'm buying it again because I love the product. And what makes our coffee unique is how we source it and how we, um, you know, our, our roasting process and who we work with. So just in a, from a high level, we work with some of, um, you know, world-class coffee roasters. We source the top one to 2% of beans in the world. And it's also direct trade. So we're able to directly help farmers through our sourcing process. Um, and I'm sure um, not a lot of people know this, but coffee is the second largest commodity in the world traded. So you have oil is number one, but number two is coffee. It just shows you how large the industry is. And there's a lot of corruption and uh, bad practices from, you know, kind of almost like child labor and slave labor, some very dark things within coffee. So how you source it's important. So we work with direct trade sourcing, meaning we're directly giving back to farmers as a step above fair trade. So we like to say holistically, this is a pro abundant life. And so all these little things add up to, you know, what's what makes our product so unique, obviously the pro-life mission, but you are getting, you know, statistically and just, you know, empirically a great cup of coffee when you uh, buy through us. Mm, come on. So good, dude. You know, when it comes to, you know, abortion centers and, and being pro-life there, why was it so important for you guys to be able to support pregnancy centers? I mean, obviously you and I, we have a shared faith in Jesus, but what was that? Yeah. What was the drive to really go towards the pregnancy centers there? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I had a, um, over three years ago, I had the, you know, opportunity to visit a pregnancy care center for the first time. This is well before seven weeks coffee. And uh, I was just so moved by what they do. It's amazing. They are truly the hands and feet of the pro-life movement. They're saving lives in their communities, but there's a common thread. They are underfunded and they're understaffed. And so for me, when I when I had the idea for Seven Weeks Coffee, it's like, you know, what's the most worthy organization of our support? And immediately it was pregnancy care centers. They I cannot think of a more worthy organization to support financially, to really try to help them because every dollar they they get, it goes directly to saving lives. So I can't think of a better organization to support. So um, we want to advocate for them. We want to talk about them. We want to bring awareness to them. You know, obviously you can support them through drinking coffee, but we say get involved with your local center and your community. They, they are the hands and feet of this. And, um, yeah, they are, they are well-deserving of everything we can give them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you actually offer an opportunity through your website where you can, where folks can partner with you, right? Like you, mm -hmm. tell me about your partner program and, and how can folks get involved in that? Yeah. So, you know, obviously our mission is donate 10% of every sale. So we have a lot of money that we're setting aside each month and donate out to centers. So we opened up this partnership program to provide like a streamlined process for any center. So any center can sign up. We just vet them to make sure they're obviously fully pro-life and submit to, you know, the same, you know, beliefs that life begins at conception. And then after that, we are going to financially support them with a cash donation. So yeah, any center can sign up on our website under the partner with us tab. Also pro-life organizations. We've done some support for like maternity homes and other pro-life organizations, we want to, you know, holistically support the pro-life movement. So, um, if you're a pro-life organization, we'd love to, you know, support you. Come on. That's so good, mm -hmm. man. And, and you, you touched base on, on your definition of success, which I think is just awesome. I love that so much. And, you know, I came to know Jesus when I was 24 years old, I was a part of your guy and, and spent a lot of time just walking in the world for a really long time and woke up one morning, just got rocked by God and been on fire for 18 years now. Awesome. But for you, like, how did you come to know Jesus? Like, what's what's your testimony, man? Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm lucky. I, I have parents that grew, I grew up in a Christian home. So I, was, I accepted Christ at a young age, but definitely became real for me in high school. It was kind of like a moment of like, you grew up in, in the faith, 
but eventually you have to take your, your own steps. And, um, totally. yeah, I definitely had that moment of, you know, having to kind of like submit my life to the Lord and, um, really put my faith in him. I, I it's funny. I was, uh, grew up playing a lot of competitive golf and I played it in college and I realized that like that, uh, became my idol. And it was like kind of what I cared about. My identity was found in that. It was definitely a come to Jesus moment to realize like, Hey, one day this might not be what you do full time. And actually, you know, you're going to fail at it. And surprisingly, like we all fail at things. So don't put your identity in things that you can fail, which is anything of this world. So I remember that I have like specifically like realizing that God has given me, you know, different gifts, he gives all of us different gifts. But um, there's a moment you switch your identity from what you think is about yourself or the skills you have to your identity in the Lord. So that taking that seriously starting in high school and um yeah just trying to walk faithfully ever since come on man so cool uh, <laughs> through this journey like of entrepreneurship and and kind of being involved in politics and then where you're at today with seven weeks coffee what's the greatest lesson that you've learned through the process yeah i i mean there's so many lessons i mean i would i'll speak to two things one on entrepreneurship i think there's a lot of people out there who are super interested in entrepreneurship and i'd say I'm, I'm no one special. I just had an idea and I got started with it and just trying to be faithful ever since. So my biggest advice, if you have something, go after it and keep it simple. Um, I was, if you looked at our first website, when we originally launched almost two years ago, and you know, we only sold two bags of coffee, two types of coffee, like you don't have everything ready to go right away, but you have something and that's important. Just get started and, and keep it simple. So that's my advice on like the entrepreneur side. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what else have I learned? I mean, you have to trust God with every step. You, you kind of realize how many things in your life are actually out of your control. And you kind of learn this idea of that. I just got to pray everything and give it to the Lord each and every day. Because truly, you, you, you actually have very little control over things. And you actually are more of a steward of things than you are a, a director or a dictator of things. So I've definitely come to learn that. I mean, even though Seven Weeks Coffee is something I started, I try to see it as like, this is the Lord's business and I'm just going to steward it. Such a great way to look at it, man. I was at a, a men's retreat this last weekend, 240 men hanging out in the mountains for a week, few days, man. It was cool to, uh, there was entrepreneurs there and there was guys who were, you know, employees and employee, you know, entrepreneurs and musicians and all this stuff. And it was just cool to hear their stories of, you know, where they came from and, and kind of like the whole theme was like putting God first, man, and, and leaving that true legacy, man. It was such yeah. a cool, cool experience to be out there. Um, mm -hmm. what's next for you, man? What's coming up next? Well, next for us is, um, you know, we are relaunching with tons of new coffees come mid-July. So that's okay. a big thing on our radar. So happy to share that now is that we're relaunching with tons of new products as a company. So that's been a lot of work in progress and a lot of planning, but really excited for that. And really after that, it's, it's to just stay faithful with this mission. I think, um, I don't, I don't think too far in the future, actually. I kind of just look at like what season of life I'm in. I try to deal with life and seasons. And so- yeah. If you said what season my life in, it's say we're in a season of growing this and that we're expanding to tons of new products and going to be able to sell so many more amazing types of coffees and continue to serve more center. So that's on my plate and I'm just going to keep my head down and focus on that. I love that. Now, is your coffee only available through your website or are you planning to put that in like a retail shop area? So right now it's only online. I think okay. retail is something we'd love to expand to. Um, if the opportunity presents itself and how that happens, um, that's definitely new to me. So we haven't really got into retail. We've done some small things, but sure. yeah, so it's only online, but yeah, uh, you know, we've had consumers from all over the country buy our coffee, which is awesome. Yeah. So good. What's your message to the world, man? I think, you know, I want to make the message on the pro-life issue more about, you know, from 
I'm going to argue it probably from a spiritual perspective and a Christian perspective that, you know, we believe life is, you know, a God-given right and we were all created in his image, but also from this idea of human flourishing that, you know, if you took abortion to its full extent and promoted abortion where abortion happened 100% of the time, entire humanity would be wiped out in 125 years. So clearly like their whole worldview is a culture of death and our whole worldview is a culture of human flourishing. That's the idea that everyone has amazing potential and something to contribute, something unique to offer that, you know, everyone has, you know, you know, should be able to have, you know, hopes, dreams, should be able to love and be loved. So this idea of just human flourishing, I think is um, something I want to really talk about in the pro-life in the pro-life issues. Like, you know, obviously from a moral perspective and a, a faith perspective, like we believe life is an inherent right, but just from like the idea of a human perspective of, you know, what does it mean to, um, you know, cherish life and protect life? And I, I think that means that there's a, just honoring life, you know, in our culture needs to be talked about more. Huge, man. Huge. I, was, I remember a lady that was in our church when I first got saved and uh, she was an older lady. I, I say older now, I'm in my forties, but when that was, when that one, I was probably my early twenties, she might've been in her later forties at the time, but she was raped and got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she obviously had the opportunity to go have an abortion, mm -hmm. um, but she decided to have that baby and raise mm -hmm. that baby. And man, that dude, his name was David. And he was probably one of the best musicians I've wow. ever seen. And he just had a fire heart for God, man. Like mm. was down in just like the low income cities of California where he was living mm. at the time. And he was a teacher and he just spoke life into so many kids, man. And it was just cool to see and hear his testimony of how God like brought him into this life for one, you know, that his mom didn't give up on him and on all that, that she could have, you know, all the opportunities that were available there to stop her from having him. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what a powerful testimony. It's 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 so true. Like the circumstances of our conception never dictate our, our value. And I mean, it's obviously terrible. You know, rape is such a terrible thing. It's such a terrible, violent act. But yeah. the violence of abortion doesn't solve anything or doesn't resolve it. And that's what we have to, you know, always keep clear. And um, yeah, hold people accountable for their actions. Obviously, that's, you know, something that's never talked about. I think it's always... Weirdly, we always talk about, well, why not just, you know, allow for abortion in the case of rape? And we totally miss the fact that someone committed a violent act. Like they need to be held accountable for that. Like that should be where the focus is, like holding the, you know, person accountable for their, for their crime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, 100%, man. Uh, man, I, I love to kind of finish the show with some fun questions. I'm a big music guy. So I love to ask the question, like what kind of music <laughs> do you listen to? Who's your favorite band? Yeah, I listen to um, a lot of country music, a lot of Christian music too. So like I'll, I'll name, you know, Phil Wickham is one of my favorite Christian audit, artists, Brandon Lake. So, you know, I love them. Um, country wise, I'm, I'm kind of an old school, like from Darius Rucker fan to, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like some of the new stuff out there. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more of a Christian and country vibe type person. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We just took our kids to see their first concert about oh, a nice. month ago, and it was Danny Goki and Oh, uh, good. Yeah, I love him. Jordan Rivera. What's Jordan's last name? R Dan he sings the song "The River," and I'm forgetting his. I'm blanking on his okay. name now. Uh, but uh, it was at a church out here. My kids are 13 and 10. They've never been to a concert before. And Danny Goki like was like, "Hey, come up to the stage." My daughter like jumped out of her seat, ran up That's there, got awesome. to meet him, handed her a hat. You know, like she was just stoked. They're like, "That was the best concert ever." You know, it was so cool to to see them. Um, like I said, I drink a lot of coffee for you. Like what's your favorite type of roast, man? Are you like more of a dark roast or are you like the light roast coffee? Yeah. I, I love talking about this. So lighter roast, you're gonna get more caffeine, darker roast, a little less caffeine. So that's always a good thing to distinguish. Um, I'm definitely more in, enjoyable of the light roast. I think you get more of the 
more interesting coffee flavors out of yep. lighter roast coffee. So, I mean, if educating people here on coffee, lighter roast, you'll probably get more unique flavors. Darker roast, it's more muted, but has like kind of more of a, a bold um, taste to it. So a lot of preferences, but I drink it all. I'll be honest with you. I drink coffee totally. every day and I cycle <laughs> through all the different kinds. <laughs> Come on. Now what, now how do you, how do you brew your coffee? Are you usually one of the fresh French press or, or like what, what's your method there? So usually pour over method okay. and coffee pot, but I always, but the, the key is, here's the key. It's grinding your coffee fresh. I mean, yeah. that's, what's going to make a good cup of coffee. If you have, you know, a French press to pour over a coffee pot, fresh ground coffee is what's going to make it taste good. Not necessarily which, you know, brewing method. Yeah. Oh, so good, dude. I love it, man. A Anton, you are an absolute world changer, dude. I love your story and your mission and what you're doing with seven weeks confidence. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for your time today, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eric, for having me on. I'm happy to be here. And thank you for letting me share a little bit about what we're doing. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.